Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today at lancebychance.com or on Amazon. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Nick Massey from the Captain's Corner. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm doing great, Vinny. Thanks for having me on. You know, big fan of the show, big fan of your book, Last by Chance. So uh, really happy to be with you today. Yeah, it's good to, to bring you on as well. I'm familiar with some of your work. I know you uh, worked on the Scott Casey book, and that we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing in business. Yeah. No, um, so I, I, want, I want to thank you, yeah, for shouting out the Scott Casey book, One Last Ride. Scott and I worked very hard on it. It came out in uh, 2019, and uh, we actually have a signing uh, coming up that I'm sure we'll be getting into uh, later this month. But uh, my uh, my weekly job uh, in the wrestling business right now is uh, over at uh, Captain's Corner on Facebook. If anyone out there wants to check me out, we have uh, weekly signings with uh, – you know, a lot of the names that people grew up in for the 80s and 90s. So uh, I've got uh, Tatanka coming up. We've got uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, we, of course, have uh, Scott Casey. He'll be joining us in a signing on April 22nd. So, uh, yeah, I've been kind of filling up my days since we can't really travel the way we used to, at least not yet until everyone's vaccinated. Uh been doing virtual signings, which is kind of bringing the wrestler to the fans. So it's pretty great. I've got, you know, customers from all 50 states and, you know, uh, overseas as well. So uh, it's very cool, and uh, it's a day in the wrestling business is never work. So uh, I'm enjoying myself. What what is the response like by the fans? It's it's been fantastic. I think it, it for both both all parties. So uh, I could tell you that I've I've been in the autograph signing world. On this side, I've always been a fan in the wrestling since I was a kid and started going to signings in my in my teens. But uh, I've been on the other side of the fence uh, about the last six years now, and I could tell you that uh, even though I've done signings in about seven or eight different states, that the response now to these virtual signings is unlike anything I've ever been a part of. Uh, I think that the wrestling community is such a tight one, and, you know, wrestling fans are so loyal that, you know, and I I didn't realize this until, uh, you know, the pandemic happened, that, you know, there are a lot of states that don't get to see their stars. You know, not every state is New York or Texas or California where, you know, athletes come out and they do the conventions. So a lot of my customer base is from states like, you know, South Dakota and Idaho and Nebraska, where, you know, they don't get to see uh, all of the names that they grew up with on television. So being able to bring, uh, you know, the Hall of Famers, you know, into the homes of of fans in these states and all across the world is really cool being a part of it. I'm having a blast. I think the wrestlers are liking it too. Oh, I bet. Yeah, anytime that you – you know, you can sit around and talk about the the good old days. Boy, there's nothing wrong with that, right? And you throw wrestling oh. into it. <laughs> oh God, you know, don't don't get me started. I do that. I do that on a normal basis on a Wednesday, much less, uh, you know, uh, next to Ted DiBiase on a Saturday. So yeah, no, I agree a thousand percent. Uh, let's talk about uh, Scott Casey and uh, talk a little bit about the book. You know, since I know what what it takes to to write a book and what what goes into it, what was your process like with that? Well, Scott was uh, was one of uh, of the guests that I, I brought up. So I've worked with a couple of hundred guests now over the last six years, and uh, Scott was one of the guests I brought up about four years ago. And uh, me and Scott connected right off the bat, 
And then a few months after the signing, Scott had a quadruple uh, quadruple bypass surgery. He had had a really bad heart attack. And uh, I think afterwards, you know, Scott Scott doesn't have any children that he knows of. <laughs> but uh, I think he was feeling, you know, a little bit like he had this wonderful career in wrestling. And fortunately, you know, uh, not everyone's story is told isn't affiliated with uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. So um, I, I, I did some writing in high school and college. No, nothing, you know, on the self-published or, you know, uh, professionally published uh, level. But, you know, it always been uh, an interest of mine to write something. And Scott, Scott was interested in getting his story out there. So everything kind of met in the middle. And uh, we, we talked about the book. And then, you know, the process took about, about 12 months, about a year. And uh, we got the book out there in time for my first ever wrestling convention, which uh, was another story altogether. It was called Mark Out the Meadowlands, April 7th, 2019. And, uh, and Scott and I, since then, you know, the pandemic obviously slowed, slowed us down like it has everyone else in the world. But, uh, you know, we, hit, we did signings in the Carolinas and Texas and Florida and New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. So, uh, you know, we were fortunate. We, we hit a bunch of places before uh, last March. And uh, I'm excited that we're getting we're getting our tour back back underway again uh, later this month uh, with a virtual signing. So my, my two worlds are are colliding. Uh, the virtual work I've been doing with the wrestlers over the last year, and then you know the the book work that I did with Scott for One Last Ride. And let's go ahead and uh, take a listen to Scott Casey talking about some of the stories that are in the book and some of the stories that he shared with you. I uh, first discovered you when you were wrestling for Joe Blanchard in Southwest Championship Wrestling. I got to see you on that program for a while uh, before you came up to the Dallas promotion, World Class Championship Wrestling. Um, let's let's talk about your career. When did you start, and why did you start, and things like that. Okay, I was friends with Terry Funk, you know, the Funks, and Dory Funk Jr., and Dory Funk Sr. And uh, Terry and I were talking one day, and I said, he said, you want to stay here in Amarillo? And I said, well, not really. You know, I mean, it's like uh, an old-timer once said, it's flatter than piss on a platter. Now, if that's cursing, I'm sorry, but it's true. If you were to stand and and go in a circle, you wouldn't see a tree, bush, or anything up there in West Texas. And uh, I said, no, I don't want to stay here. So Terry said, well, why don't you think about taking up wrestling? I went, you know, I used to go and watch him and his brother and father wrestle all the time. I said, oh, okay, let me think about that. And I did for about two seconds. I said, yeah. He said, you can go all over the world. Vince, I'm telling you as I'm talking to you, I went around the world nine times, N-I-N-E times, and it was a tremendous experience. You know, I mean, But, you know, it's like I told somebody one time, I said, no matter where you go, there's no place like home. It really isn't. You know, I mean, you may, you may have a McDonald's and a Burger King and Wendy's on every corner, but it's still great, better than what they got over, over seas, you know, in the Far East and Middle East and all that stuff. Terry introduced me to, uh, Duke Myers and Bobby Duncan. Now, you know, and I'm, not quite six foot tall, and these guys were like six three, six four. You know, Dick Murdoch, what a character he was. Anyway, and they got me in that ring, and they were beating the you know what out of me for weeks on end. Finally, I guess they said, well, we can't get rid of him. We might as well t- uh, train him and smarten him up and do the whole bit with him. 
and they did. So I, uh, they worked with me finally and taught me how to, you know, like everybody's smart for the business now. It's called a work, what we do. Yeah. And if you do it enough, people will come back and see you again and again and again. And, you know, you think about the names I just rattled off. You know, these were all world champions. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase. Well, actually, I had Ted's second match he ever had in his life in the ring, and uh, that was a fiasco. But anyway, uh, these guys had timing and ability just up the wazoo, and it was so much fun after I learned what was going on. What year was that? Almost 1970, 1969 and four-fifths, <laughs> 1970. And uh, I remember the first time I was ever in the ring, I was a referee. And uh, Dory Funk Sr. and Cyclone Negro, two old-timers, were having a match. And I was scared out of my mind, and, and Senior came over to me in the corner and said, relax. He said, we're having fun. After that, it was great. I had a great time. But, I mean, 19, let's say 1970 I started, and I ended it all in 1991-ish, you know. And uh, so 21 years, almost 22, and uh, that's a lot of ups and downs and bumps and slams. Or Like Joe Blanchard used to say, it's a lot of tickles, tackles, and drop kicks. <laughs> yes, it was. Here we are again with Nick Massey, the author of One Last Ride, uh, the Scott Casey autobiography. Nick, uh, you know, what was it like uh, just hearing that stuff and, and translating? What was that process like, translating those stories into the book? Well, it was uh, it was a very detailed process, and it was a very uh, rigorous process, Uh uh, Scott had uh, so much passion and energy, and I did too. But as, as you know, Vinny, it's uh, there's a lot of work involved. So uh, Scott and I would spend anywhere from eight to eight to ten hours a week talking, talking over the phone, and then I'd have another, you know, uh, ten to fifteen hours a week kind of transcribing everything, and then you know, eventually making making sense and you know, uh, putting putting a direction to Scott's story, which I think we did. Um, I'd, I'd like to talk about. Uh, Two of my favorite books that, that I read previously, uh, I really enjoyed the Grappler's book and also Jumpin' Jim Brunzel's book. And what I liked about those books was that, you know, um, they told the story from A to Z, um, but they had a lot of funny anecdotes and a lot of funny road stories in between. So it felt like you were just – you had a case of beer with Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. You had a case of beer with the Grappler. You're going up and down the roads with them. And that was my goal in one last ride. And, you know, I, I've gotten some feedback that people have told me we were able to accomplish that. Uh, so uh, that was my line of thinking because I know I know wrestling fans, they, they, they want to hear funny stories. They want to hear about the legends, people they grew up with. So that was my that was my intent within Scott's story. And, you know, when I when I sat down with him and talked to him, you know, he shared uh, a bunch of stories, you know, stories of. Andre the Giant and and just other characters and I'll uh, play the tape and let you listen to some more of those. Yeah, let's do it. When I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'd been there for uh, well, I've been in the business probably a little over a year, and I we were we were wrestling at a TV taping, and uh, George Scott was the booker and a pro performer wrestler, and. Uh, we're standing there, and it was my turn to go out and work with a 
He said, Scott, do you know John Valentine? And I said, I've heard the name, but I really had never seen him or anything. He said, well, fight for your life and push me through the curtains. And I turned around him and I went, what? So I get in the ring and, you know, I'm around 240 and John's around 255. He was probably 6'2", maybe 6'3", I don't know, 6'2", blonde haired. And we walked locked up, and I never saw daylight for about five minutes. He whaled the heck out of me. I mean, just, I mean, not hurting. I mean, it hurt, but he didn't hit me in the privates or in the eyes or nose or anything like that. But he beat on me like a red-headed stepchild. And finally knocked me out on the apron. I thought to myself, you know, Scott, you're 1,500 miles away from Texas but by God, you're not going to let anybody beat on you without giving them a receipt. So I'm on the apron, and he's talking to an old-time referee, Angelo Martinelli. Hell, everybody's old-time from, from where I came from. But anyway, we he's talking to him, and he has his back to me, and I, I reached up and I grabbed him by the hair. And he had long blonde hair. And I'm telling you, I hit him so hard that his knees buckled. And I thought, well, at least I got one lick in on him. And he turned around, he looked at me, and this is what he said, Vince. He said, I love it. Do it again. Yeah, I, I, get, I call it, for better, lack of better words, sadomasochistic. And uh, I, uh, after that, he was just as light as a feather, but he just, the old timers back in the seventies. In the they knew that, you know, someday you were going to take their spot. So they wanted to see if you could take it or how much metal you got had in your your throat to be able to get out there and walk and talk and do what we did. And, you know, and now I appreciate it. Back then I was scared to death, but I did it anyway because once I got into the business, I was hooked. I, I loved it, Vince. I, I ate, slept, talked jump women's bones over it, you name it. I did it, and it was so much fun. But Johnny always reminded me of one of the true greats in the business. And uh, he was so over there in the Carolinas that he could take a step up on towards the apron and people would go nuts. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. if I could ever accomplish something like that, I would be a happy man. And, you know, it's something... I, I, I think of things like Luthez was a seven times world champion, and he literally went around the world seven times wrestling. And some guys he had to fight for his life with, but he did it. And uh, he told me one time I was I walked up and I saw him peeking through the curtains at the first match, and I said, "Lou, what are you doing?" He said, uh, "You can always learn from watching, whether it's the first, second, third, or the main event." He said, you can steal from them and use it in your repertoire. He said, that'll help make you a good wrestler. And I never forgot that. And, hell, that was probably, what, uh, 40 years ago? My guest today is Nick Massey uh, from Captain's Corner, the author of One Last Ride, the Scott Casey autobiography. Nick, just amazing stuff. And, and I'm, I'm sure you could get lost in listening to him. I, I know that I did. He's a... You you tell that he's a just a fun loving guy and 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 just like you said he does have a lot of passion 
what what was it was it hard to get him to talk about stuff? I know sometimes when you when you uh open up and and you're trying to get honest uh you know uh, that's what really makes a book I think, you know, being vulnerable and and transparent. Did you have any troubles getting stories out of him? Uh, as everyone's heard today, uh it's not hard getting Scott to talk. <laughs> yeah. And he's got he's got such a great memory that I, it made it made the whole process easier, and and in in the book we take Scott told me from the beginning he, he he didn't want to talk about his personal life meaning meaning his he's had a few ex wives, uh, not as many as Dutch Mantel claims which you can read all about in One Last Ride, uh, Dutch Dutch overestimate how many ex wives Scott had, but uh, I, I Scott Scott was completely honest he said he he didn't he didn't want to talk about that part of his life but. He was open with everything he did on the road, who he did it with, what he saw. Like 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 we heard, there's some great Andre the Giant stories. I was in El Paso one time, and if Andre liked you, he called you boss. If he didn't like you, you could be God's right-hand man, and he still wouldn't talk to you. I mean, it was embarrassing sometimes because people always wanted to know about Andre. He laughed so much. I mean, and he was such a nice guy to people that he cared about, you know. Uh, I had him over at my house for Thanksgiving for turkey one time, and uh, him and Ricky and a couple other guys had two 25-pound turkeys, and the, all these guys, there wasn't anything left but dust by the time we got through eating all that stuff. And everybody's half asleep because of that, that chemical in the turkey, but it was, anyway... Just different stories like that, things that, you know, normally people would not be able to hear or see or or feel the emotions that was going on that some of these guys had. But uh, it was a lot of fun. My guest today is Nick Massey from Captain's Corner, the author of One Last Ride, the Scott Casey autobiography. And where can we get this book, Nick? Oh, great, great question, Vinny. So there's two ways to get it now. Uh, we've got a huge virtual signing coming up on April 22nd and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, they're going to be able to see Scott. We're going to have copies of One Last Ride available for purchase, and you'll be able to see Scott sign your copy, personalize it, wherever you want Scott to write. That's available on uh, – you can go to Facebook, and on that's on the Captain's Corner feed. Uh, now, for anyone that's just looking for a standard copy, they'd be able to go right to Blurb. Blurb published the book. And they'd be able to buy a uh, unsigned copy for thirty dollars. Uh, but but I would say the the best bet coming up uh, on April twenty second is we're doing that Facebook Live happy happy hour with uh, Scott Casey. So we're, we're going to have a couple of drinks. We're going to tell some more stories, and you know we'll have a books available for purchase. So we'd love to see everyone tune in. Scott will be able to answer your questions too. So almost be like uh, you know you'll be able to pick up a. Uh, where this fantastic interview with Vinny left off, and you'll be able to Scott your own questions on April 22nd. What time is that? Yeah, it's at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. And we'll, we'll be right. on for a couple hours. All right. So mark your calendars for April 22nd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're going to have Cowboy Scott Casey with a virtual signing with Nick Massey from the Captain's Corner. And that's at the Captain's Corner Facebook page. That is at the Captain's Corner Facebook page. Uh, I'll send you the link, Vinny, so you could uh, post it up uh, when, when we put this episode up. And yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. I, I've had a I've had a bunch of guests on uh, over the last uh, six months on the feed. Magnum TA, 
uh, Ronnie Garvin, you know, the list goes on and on. And I could say that on April 22nd with Scott, that's going to be one I'm looking forward to the most uh, because the book, One Last Ride, it means so much to me and it means so much to Scott. So sitting down with a legend is always cool, but sitting down with a legend that, you know, you helped uh, uh, get his story out there is even cooler. I'm really glad that you came on the show today. Thank you very much for your time. Oh, it's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to come back. We can't wait to have you back. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Do you remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas. In his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich, you'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book at lancebychance.com or on Amazon.